worst nightmare. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Nerd Otaku Gaming Podcast. I'm Robin, as usual, and I'm with my co-host Dennis. Hey, what's up Robin, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay, as okay as can be. <laughs> as okay as the circumstances allow. <laughs> as okay as anyone could be about now. Uh, so today we're going to go over gaming news of the week what's been happening do a quick recap let you know our thoughts on some of the news that's popped up over the course of the week so first major thing playstation youtube and twitter posted a teardown of the upcoming ps5 well promise this teardown actually in like march and everyone was like wondering when are they going to put the tear down? When are they going to put the tear down? And like, lots of people were curious because, you know, PS5 is massive. So everyone wants to know, oh, then why is it so big? Let's look inside it. So, and, you know, with this tear I down. Mean, I mean, yeah. wait, were you looking forward to it? Because like, I, I watched a bit of it and I was like, I don't see why I should care. Because like, <laughs> it's a console. I'm never really going to tear it apart. It's, oh, yeah, I don't it, know. There are some questions, like, you know, like, uh, how are we going to expand the storage? And then, you know, uh, I remember in March, Mark Cerny actively talked about, oh, we need to make this thing, we want to make the PS5 quiet. So when we show you how we're doing it, you'll be impressed. So it's like, okay, we want, if you're saying this, then, you know, it sparked a bit of curiosity. Well, I, I guess the people who were curious got their answers <laughs> to an extent you know like it, it was it was an interesting video you know you got the vice president of a certain department at sony i think the product management i think that's the vice president he mm-hmm. he did this for ps4 and ps4 pro as well it's like oh he gets pull he pops off the white plates you know uh, if, you, if you've seen the PS5 design by now, you know it's one, the middle part is black and then there are two side panels which are white. So it pops those off, shows us, oh, this and that. It's pretty cool. It's it's interesting seeing how, or what, what they've gone about. And you know, there's some takeaways you can get from there. So like first, yeah. uh, those side panels, we are definitely going to get the custom made side panels. <laughs> Do you think they'll be uh, made by Sony or they're going to be made by just people? Well, I think normal people will make them. But, like, uh, if Sony, like, you know those limited edition PS4s where they'd, like, mm-hmm. have a special face plate? I think they'll, instead of maybe selling the side panels separately, Sony will say that, oh, this limited edition PS5 will be themed based on this game. Mm-hmm. So like, I've never, I've never yeah. gotten a a console which is like themed. I always get like the base. <laughs> that, that, console that's thing. part of the pain of uh, what's this of getting. You know, usually, when you get early, you don't get any fancy additions. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. So it's like, I I think 
when they let's say oh when god of war comes out in 2021 or 2022 they say oh here's a special one that's got that omega logo on it Ooh. i mean at, at least we did, did did they prove the the heat stuff like when they opened it up like was there a way to like show like oh this is how the heat sink works or something well like you can only tell if we're talking about like the internals and the heat and stuff we can only tell what measures they've taken based on what we could see like i think last week actually the there were some youtubers japanese youtubers who got to uh hands-on with the ps5 mm-hmm. and they said when they touched it after like an hour of play they said that oh it's quiet to the touch but you know that's in a controlled environment but it's the only impression we have so far that yeah it is pretty cool even after play and it was quiet yeah but, as opposed to the xbox which apparently is super hot which though is a good thing because yeah, it means that the cooling is working yeah I as in not the console is hot but like the, the fan area the exhaust i don't yeah. know what you call it <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it's if a console is hot to touch it probably means that yes the cooling is working because the heat is supposed to get out somewhere and these yeah. uh, these next gen consoles are generating a lot of heat i mean they are heavy machines <laughs> heavy, yeah and you know that's why like, you can even see but both console manufacturers have really taken cooling into account with the design um, the Xbox Series X has like a dual motherboard design or oh, the PS5 part of the reason it's so big is for, for the sake of cooling so like they've got an incredibly big heatsink maybe 30% of the whole size is just heatsink that heatsink is massive now that's good learning lessons from the past i guess yeah so yeah, like when when Mark Cerny the system architect Mark Cerny said in March that no we're taking cooling and quietness into account it does seem like yeah that's that's how it looks the ps5 so like a massive heatsink large surface area they've got a really big fan compared to the previous ps4 you know the the ideal situation you want with the fan is you want one big fan that moves slowly instead of many so that you know it's one big fan it will probably be less quiet it will probably be more quiet so you know it's got that massive heat sink and something which is kind of cool instead of using thermal paste you know uh, most consumer electronics you like that use thermal paste so using thermal paste the ps5 is using a liquid metal as it as its conductive interface which is it's like i don't think there's many consumer electronics right now mass produced one is liquid metal because liquid metal is uh, it's kind of risky if it if even a bit touches like the the important bits the electronic bits then you know it starts corroding or it short circuit but the reward for that risk is that liquid metal is uh, longer lasting and a better material for cooling down than thermal paste so what they did is for like the past two years they had they were developing a, like a special system so that the liquid metal is properly kept in place if you look at the tear down there's like a mount there's a few layers of protection and this and the foam another layer of foam around where the liquid metal is it's like they really thought it through that's that's good that's good it's good to know that uh, the consoles are going to be 
cool and um, I guess Sony going with that wing-like design makes sense now. Like it's very long, it's very big. Uh, it's it's cool knowing that. Because like one of my biggest complaints, one of the reasons I don't play on PS4 anymore, like you know I benched the PS4 as I said last week, is because it's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not even playing Genshin Impact. <laughs> Like I downloaded it and I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. Forget it. <laughs> You're missing out, man. I just downloaded it yesterday. Uh, started playing it. It's good. It's very good. It's yeah, better I, than I expected, to be honest. I'm hearing <laughs> good things about Genshin, Genshin Impact. I wonder if your saves will carry over like to the next console because like if if i spend a lot of time on it now and i get the ps5 or whatever and then well if, it, if it's see. you know uh, the implication we've seen so far is that backwards compatible games uh, your progress will carry over okay i, I hope that's the case with everything <laughs> but you I know really in addition don't you have to put in your whatever account if you say if your you know your data and stuff is server side, then that shouldn't even matter at all. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I didn't think about that, but I, I didn't um, I didn't have to like sign up or anything. Maybe it uses my PSN data yeah. as sign up because um, I expected to like type in my email or something. I didn't have to do any of that against the device. So maybe that's the advantage of playing on PlayStation. I don't. Know. I, I think you you should be safe with Genshin. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Yeah, what else did we learn from the teardown apart from say the, the the heat stuff? They showed us how we can expand storage on Okay, PS5. that's very important. It looked complicated to me. <laughs> oh, it's you know you pull off the side panel, get your screwdriver. There was, they made a clear distinction between what you as an owner of a PS5 can do and what you're not supposed to do, what a professional has to do because, you know, the point where it says, okay, now I'm starting the teardown and then you remove the warranty. It's like anything mm -hmm. before that is like, you're allowed to do it easily. So removing the, you, you pop off the white panel and then the first thing you see next to the fan is a little metal cap. Then you remove that metal cap and then you put in M.2 SSD. Now there's, we've only recently got the first one, which is, uh, which is apparently going to be allowed to be used in PS5. You can't just buy any SSD, which you see on Amazon or eBay for a good price. No, the SSD you need for a PS5 has to have a certain speed, which is which is faster than what the PS5's SSD can do. And those are only okay. like coming out now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping there'll be a way to, I don't know, label, maybe the manufacturers will label it and say PS5 ready or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, West, as I said, like yesterday, Western Digital started advertising an SSD, their new line of SSDs, then one of them it even said, oh, PS5 there. So it's like, oh, okay. Okay. But, I, you know, the best thing to do is wait for Sony to release a list and say, these ones are allowed. So far, the, you know, the ones which people are thinking will be allowed is that Western Digital one and another one from Samsung. The nine oh, Samsung? Yeah, Samsung. But both are actually expensive. Like for one terabyte, it's $230. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about. I think you know buying buying those at launch is dumb. I think you bet for 
expansion, you know, wait until you fill out that, you know, that your space on the console before buying an expansion. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Just wait it out and and also hope the file size is not big. I mean, we just have to wait and see, I guess. I, I really hope the file size is not very big. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in that, you know, that tech talk in March, they actually, Mark Swain actually said that, oh, with an SSD, because of the speed, you need less duplication of assets. So your games ideally will be smaller. Ideally. For example, uh, Spider-Man on PS4 with all the DLC is like 70 gigs, 67 gigs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man Remastered is uh, Spider-Man Remastered on PS5, which has the same DLC and higher quality assets and stuff, is like 50 gigs. Okay, that's good. I mean, that's. Goodness. I hope that that ratio is how it is for most games because it means something like Red Dead, which is like what 90 gig, can become like 70 or 60. If that's yeah, the yeah. case, then that's really good. That's the hope. But you know, then you also look at, I think I saw Demon Souls would be 61 gigs. Isn't that the seen... size of most from software games? No, from software games are usually usually on the smaller side. But you know, this is it's it's. it's this is more of a blue point game than a from software game at this that's point. true it is a blue point game yeah it's only in an ideal world where the sizes will come down <laughs> man remember when games were like five gig that was a good time <laughs> and i thought that was big i remember thinking what four five gig, gig. This, is like, oh, this game <laughs> it is can't even fit games. on a dvd ah. <laughs> and then like oh when we got blu-ray drive blu-ray discs with ps3 it's like wow this game is 20 gigs massive but yep. like now 20 gigs on ps4 that's like a really small game good times i hope we get back to that somehow somehow some way <laughs> you know it, it all depends the thing is developers developers are, are weird they like uh they're, they're selfish <laughs> yeah it's like if you give the more room they're given the more they want to fill it up it's like they, they, they don't work within limits it's like oh you've been working within 10 gig limits and then it's like okay now you've got 40 gig and then instead of just making 10 gig games they're like no we've got 40 gig let's fill that up <laughs> they're crazy i read an article saying oh now if you've got a 250 gig ssd in your pc call of duty modern warfare can't fit in that anymore no it can't I, which is so weird because it's outrageous why is it the only game that does that you know i play destiny 2 Destiny 2 is like 80, 90 gigs, something like that. And that game the, has like uh, from what expansions. I hear, uh, the Call of Duty engine is really, you know, the Modern Warfare engine, it's kind of messed up. They can't like remove file. They can't reduce the size by removing things easily. They just have to keep adding on top. That seems like such an amateur thing to, like an amateur problem to have, you know, like, I feel like that's one of the first things you have to like think about, especially in a live game like that. Well, the, the conspiracy theorists are saying, you know, they put on their tinfoil hats and say, no, Activision do that so that uh, you can't install any other games. Any and other game, be, that makes sense. <laughs> all you're doing is going to play Warzone. It's like, <laughs> I mean, they're that's not a wrong. conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's your, your competition now. Like, it's other live games on console so if you can stop that from happening <laughs> yeah it, it's messed up how size games is and you know 
where it's going, you will need those expansions. So after you buy some games and you wait a few months, I think getting an SSD and an expanded SSD and throwing it into your PS5 is a good idea. What else did we get from the teardown? We got the change in size, possibility of custom panels, the liquid metal. Inside they've got dust catchers, apparently. These two little holes where dust will collect there and then you can vacuum it out yourself. And you know, that's just yet another thing which they're taking into account for the sake of cooling. You know, dust really clogs up these systems over time. So it's like, oh, we need to make sure we can keep this as cool as possible. We need to make sure less dust build up. Is, is, is it that screw thing that people are talking about? No, that's not the screw. That's uh, the dust catchers were on the inside. Oh, okay, okay. It's like, oh, you just vacuum it out. So it's like oh, even more stuff to help keep the console cool. As it should be. But yeah, that screw thing I talk about, uh, the PS5 comes with this, you know, if you buy it in the box, it comes with a stand. Because you, without the stand, you can't make it sit horizontally, horizontally or vertically properly. That stand better be strong because I can totally see it breaking. It's for me less that I can see the stand breaking and more that I can see the screw getting lost. It should be a normal screw that you can replace, right? I guess, but you know, there's a, I like the attention to detail and the care they've put there. It's got a little compartment where you can put in the screw a little a compartment to hold the cap to cover where the screw would go if you're putting it the other orientation. You know, it's like uh, it's a, it's nice touches, nice attention to detail there with the stand. I like I like the stand. Though I, I, in an ideal world, really, you don't need the stand. I mean, yeah, you don't. But it's it, it's I feel like um, they just wanted it to be safe because, um, like, from what what I've seen of the stand, it's got a, like a pretty wide base and all that stuff. So. Yeah, it's good so, that it's there, I think. And it makes the console look like it's hovering above you. <laughs> I think that's what they want. It looks like a spaceship. So I think that's kind of what they were going for. Yeah, it's okay. Like, if, if you're the type of person who <laughs> carries a console around with you to go to your friend's place, I think this won't be the console you're doing that with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you say that, but people move around uh, with their chunky laptops and or chunky PCs, they'll survive. <laughs> but you know, it's like, oh, now I've got, I've reached time to get the stand. Oh, do I have a screwdriver? That, oh, that means you have to put it horizontally. And yeah, it won't affect you if you just leave it at home. But like if you move it around, try to be a bit cumbersome. Yeah, I mean, I've always wondered if vertical versus horizontal has affected performance before. I remember the PS2, there was that whole, oh, no, if it's vertical, this doesn't work properly. Was that ever true? Was that just a myth? The thing is, I feel like certain consoles, if you look at them and the exhausts and stuff, it does feel like, man, you need to put this vertical or horizontal because like you're, you're blocking the <laughs> flow. Like with the, the Series X, I really feel like it has to be vert, uh, vertical. But it's I good really because hot air rises. Yeah, it does. It does. But hot air rises, you see. So it's better if the thingy is coming out the top. I think both of these consoles are meant to be vertical. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And I think they just look better vertical, especially the PlayStation. Did they tear down the discless version or it was just the disc version? Yeah, only the disc version. But from what we can tell, I guess it's like the same though. Yeah. 
like it looks like the disk drive is just like it pops out really easily so it, they probably made it easy to do that for the sake of production i guess i i have a feeling when they're making a playstation they were like no disk and then at the end they're like we think people are going to kill us for this free disk because <laughs> even yeah. the design like the disk version looks like it's also going to bounce like oh last minute mm-hmm. edition we got a hump <laughs> like i'm sure they i'm sure they'd love to be able to sell like just so only discless consoles that you're buying digital but you know i think the, nobody's going to accept it yeah, they would yeah but yeah not at the moment not at the moment especially with the digital rights stuff you know yeah, do you own your re- digital games or that stuff It's, they can revoke your games at any time yeah we we don't want that <laughs> And yeah, I think for for the teardown, that's pretty much all we could gleam from it. It was what seven minutes, not that long, but you know, mm-hmm. you all that that's pretty much all we could take. That oh, this is a nice piece of hardware. There's a focus on cooling. We get why it's so big, and you know, it's just it was just a nice thing to see. I'm sure you know it lo- also looks like it'll be pretty repairable based on what we saw. So you know that that's a cool thing. But that's not the like an hour after they announced uh, after they released that teardown, they also started announcing oh they're making changes to uh, to systems underneath to trophies. Oh yes, I didn't really understand this. All I heard was like your trophy number would go up or something. Your your level trophy level. Yeah, it's like uh, with the current system, it's levels 1 to 99. And then like levels 1 to 10, you zoom through them and then everything after that is really really slow. It takes forever yes. to level up. Uh-huh. So what they want to do is, you know, they're, they're taking advantage of that of that uh, feeling in the brain. It's like, "Oh, level goes up faster means I want to level it up faster." So They're changing the range from one to ninety-nine to one to nine ninety-nine, and now the levels go up faster instead. It's supposed to like motivate you, like, oh, leveling up doesn't take so long, so I'm going to continue trying to level up. And you know, I think it's going to work. I mean, uh, we'll see. I, I don't think it'll make someone like me become a trophy hunter, but uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe if I see my levels going up, I'm like, damn, I level, and uh, I'll start hunting them. them silvers <laughs> it was a really quick update they pushed it yesterday and people's levels started changing like i was level 23 before now i'm level 361 wow i think i was level 11 i don't know what level i am now yeah so ah. it's like they they also added uh, they also said they're adding tiers now yeah, for me this is the real debate so it's like oh levels 1 to 300 a bronze tier <laughs> 300 uh-huh. to 600 are silver tier 600 to 900 are gold tier and then 999 is platinum tier alone 999 so you know it's something like that i think it's 600 998 so the platinum is just the the one um the, the platinum one is just Um, it's basically if you're at max level. Okay, just 999 that's all. So yeah. So there will be no one there, right? No, there's a, basically guys who were level 100 before the update have been put in 999. There are people who are level 100s? <laughs> yeah, there's these guys who got like 2000 plats 
You know, there's not many people. How do you have 2,000 plus? That's... <laughs> you should go look at the guy. His name is Hakum. Like, he looks like he doesn't sleep. He's the, <laughs> the guy with most trophies of PSL. He instantly went to level 999. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope PlayStation, like, do stuff for him because it means he buys and plays a lot of games. I think they send him review copies of games. Okay. Does he post reviews or stuff? Where is he from? He's a Middle Eastern guy, if I'm not mistaken. It's always Middle Eastern guys. Did you you know that uh, the prince of Saudi Arabia plays Dota 2? And every time, because we've got this uh, compendium, like a battle pass thing, Uh every time the battle pass comes out, he always like maxes it up because you can buy levels. He always boxes it out. And it's not like he doesn't play. He plays a lot of it as well. So he's like a massive Dota fan. (laughs) Yeah. That's like a a weird fact I have, I guess. (laughs) It's a cool thing. You know, gaming is for everyone. (laughs) It really is, yeah. So uh, So I'll I'll check my level. I I, I wonder what it is. From 11, maybe I'll be, I don't know. You'll probably be something bronze tier. Like those tiers, like... I look at my tier, I'm like, man, I'm in silver and like, I don't want to be in silver. <laughs> what level do you have to be to be in, to be in gold? Uh, like 600. Yikes. <laughs> That's so never going like, to happen for me. <laughs> so like, for me, this is a lot of work. I need to start when the new console comes out. It's like, okay, I've got something to work on now. I read that there's, they're adding trophy tracking or something. Yeah. So that's why I think like they announced it was kind of premature. Uh, I think so they're saving that. Leak? Yeah, it was kind of a leak. Like, it was only, like, in the French version of the blog and in certain emails. So they're probably, like, saving it for, like, a big UI reveal. A lot of people are saying that they want to see the UI. So I think, you know, PlayStation are taking advantage of that and, like, they're going to hide it until... Until, like, like, four months left for this console to come out? What else is there to, like... How many weeks? Uh, Four weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and therefore, yeah, four weeks left. Like, what, what other, like, is, shouldn't everything have been announced by now? <laughs> uh, you know, this console ship hot, man. You know how it is. It's last minute <laughs> stuff. I was gonna say, I'm like, maybe they're waiting for the game awards to show it, but I'm like, no, that's gonna be after the consoles are yeah, out. Was, so. Yeah. So it's like, oh, obviously, these guys are like wor- working really hard to try and make things ready for launch. You know how. Video game launches are uh, console yeah. launches are. Yeah, and I just so, yeah. remembered one of my mottos: "Don't better test consoles." So I'm gonna wait for you guys to <laughs> work all the kinks with your funky machines, and then we'll get all the hot fixes with our versions 1.1s. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then, but then you miss the sp- you, you you miss the spectacle. But besides that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh-huh. so I'm sure they're saving, uh, they want to do big UI review and, you know, get a, a wave of second press. Uh, maybe after that, then they send units out to the media. They haven't actually sent review units out. Like, uh, I know Xbox Series X is like literally every YouTuber at this point has an Xbox Series X. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Every YouTuber, Are they going to keep those back? I think they get to keep them. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they like give it back. Like that's such a weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, then those were sent out like last week. So like, oh, if everybody's got Xbox Series X's, the PS5, those have not been sent out yet. 
you know, it's this, this apart from to Travis Scott. Sorry. Yeah, so this is where now the the weird thing comes in, where it's like, okay, so these YouTubers, I'm I'm okay with like media getting them, like say an IGN or I know Michael Hyam from Games Gamespot, who's the tech guy at Gamespot, has one, and I know that uh, how it works with companies like that. That it's not Michael's uh, Xbox, it's Gamespot's Xbox, so it'll go back to the office or whatever. But if you're just a YouTuber, like say Young Ye, um, doesn't that give you a bias towards xbox now because like if he's keeping it he has an xbox before launch and if games are coming out and he's still waiting for his ps5 to ship it like ah, i already have this xbox i might as well just keep playing on this and i know that young year has kind of been a playstation guy so like this is kind of like a way to shift the tides kind of uh, look if you are a youtuber or whatever and you're putting out reviews and you claim to be unbiased <laughs> you, then you know you're not supposed to let that sort of thing impact your yeah, bias yeah 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 not you're not but i'm just saying like you may not be biased the situation i gave of okay um it's november what like, is november november when are they coming out 17 uh, 10th and 12th yeah no, let's say november 10th right and he, your, you've ordered a PlayStation because you're a PlayStation guy, but you've got this Xbox at home. Yeah. Uh, like 10th, same, 11th, 12th. Your PlayStation hasn't shown up what, yet. What if, uh, what if Sony don't send Youngya and uh, PS5? You know, maybe Youngya has to buy his own PS5, but Microsoft. No, I'm sure he's ordered. I'm sure he's ordered one. But like the the few days before it shows up, that thing of like I might as well just buy my third-party games on my Xbox since it's already here instead of waiting for this PS to show up, you know, because <laughs> it's already yeah. here anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, anyway, I guess that that's the thing with YouTubers, you know, their preferences. Yeah, they, I guess I see what you mean since they're just they're to an extent that they're, they're just normal people as well. Yeah, I actually saw a video from the kind of funny podcast where you <laughs> I don't know if it was an episode of a podcast, but a small clip where the host Greg was talking to this lady who's a massive Xbox fan, and she, you know, she doesn't do anything with PlayStation. She doesn't touch anything with PlayStation. And then Greg mm-hmm. asked her why, and then she said, "Because they don't send me stuff." <laughs> <laughs> and this is a normal person or a YouTuber? <laughs> I think she's like a YouTuber content creator or something. <laughs> That's that's a weird stance to have. <laughs> it, it, it's a bit, you know. It's, I guess it's a difference in the way they operate. You know, I, I don't, I don't. Sony are a Japanese company, so I don't think mm-hmm. them sending stuff to YouTubers all the time is, you know, even Nintendo don't send to to as no, many influencers and YouTubers like uh, even big outlets Nintendo even big outlets it takes a while sometimes I know a lot of guys who like just straight up I know with Animal Crossing a lot of outlets just bought their own versions yeah <laughs> but, you know, it's it's different compared to Microsoft Microsoft the very American company and you know they behave like how these other tech companies are they send you know they like that sort of press so they send it to maybe influencers and content creators as possible that's what i was saying like literally every youtuber i've seen has and has an xbox right yeah. now and then, like, um, even... I'm, sh- I'm sure that sony will give the western guys 
thing is as well, seeing how the reaction has been, because the reaction has been very positive, you know, with the people having hands-on with the Xbox, knowing load times and all that stuff. It's been very positive. So I'm sure uh, Sony are going to do it as well very soon. Maybe next week, maybe in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think maybe they already have them and they're embargoed. I don't know. <laughs> nah, this you know I remember when the when reviewers got their review copies of Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. These reviewers they like they can't help themselves. This is what they do. They just they'll say it. Huh? They'll say that oh I've got this. I can't wait to talk about this. And it's like oh. yeah. I'm sure when people have PS5s they'll be like oh look at what's coming. I can't wait for the embargo to give them for me to start talking about. So I'm. I'm 99% sure these people don't have the consoles yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But I also think uh, like YouTubers and stuff won't get them. I think it I think the review units will be saved for media mostly. Yeah. And they won't likely. send them to as many influencers and all that stuff because I don't think Sony cares about that crowd. For them they're more concerned that with guys like celebrities and then the media <laughs> which i think is a mistake but i don't know I, i i i think it's a mistake like the power of influencers is is crazy i mean let's look at among us right influencers caught on to that game and streamed it and then everyone started playing it so can't underestimate the power of influencers man yeah but then like you look at oh travis got posted a picture of a controller it's got like millions of likes on instagram You're like wow <laughs> the press from that is massive compared to some some tech tuber you know, i guess That's it depends true. on I who feel, you give it to yeah it depends like I, i think giving it to uh someone like travis scott now you get um the normie gamer you know like the mm-hmm. like because the people who watch tubers already know interested yeah like you kind of already know but if Travis Scott has a controller and then you see that it's got a million likes and you don't really care about gaming and you see oh why does this picture of Travis holding this controller have this many things oh there's a new PlayStation coming out interesting so i i think i i see what you mean and you again it depends on the type of tech tuber like you know if you get it to uh, MKBHD That, yeah. You know that guy's big enough. He's almost a celebrity yeah, he, at this point. Yeah, he has mainstream appeal. Mm-hmm. Like MKB. Weird. He's not. Or... He's not really a gamer, though. I find that yeah, weird. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't actually do much. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. those kinds of tech tubers. Uh, yeah. The type who Sony probably send send them to. They won't send it to the to the guy who rants on YouTube about video games. Microsoft just a few. Like an hour ago, less than an hour ago, released a new ad. It's got Daniel Kaluuya in it. Okay. <laughs> so it's like okay, now marketing has started ramping up. You're going to see ads. You're going to see news coming out every week. We're 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 in the final stretch, and that that for me that's really exciting. I'll be interested to see who they target with the ads. Like like what kind of ads they'll be. You know how ads are. Ads are meant like to be in TV spots or, or so. What's the halftime shows in a sports game? Yeah, with the NBA finals coming up as well, I'm sure they're gonna put something in there. I know this Xbox ad is actually going to debut on uh, the Sunday night American football match, okay. for example. So it's like oh, uh, and PlayStation they always put their ads in Champions League games. They've been doing that for a while. 
yeah. In general, you know, we're, we're in the final stretch. That that's that for me is exciting. We're we're nearly there. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Soon. It's like it's been it's been a long year. We've known about these consoles for a while, and like now it's like finally in in two months the news cycle changes from the consoles themselves. It's going to be about the games finally. We're going to move on from where and all that stuff. We're just going to be concerned about upcoming games, and you know, it, it's exciting. It's good. It's going to be a nice change of pace from the way things are now. I agree. I agree. Then we're gonna get into game of the year talk, which is gonna be fun. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess I, I'm gonna I, have to power through most of those games. Yeah, I know. Jeff Keeley's show is. Uh, Early December. He's yeah, it's always, it's always, it's always like a day before, or a day after my birthday. So, like That's, in and around the eighth, ninth, yeah. tenth area. So it's like, oh, game of the year. I think uh, actually some websites already started giving out awards. I know Trusted Reviews gave out their awards. Uh, Golden For Joystick. Game of the year? Yeah. Already? Okay. <laughs> Golden Joysticks have opened up voting. Okay. Uh, they don't have specific game of the year. They've got you know like platform dependent game of the mm-hmm. year, and they've got studio of the year. It's like oh, uh, it, the the time for game of the year discourse is coming, and you know it's 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 going to be toxic, but it's, it's always <laughs> fun seeing people's lists. That's true. It always is fun doing that, seeing that stuff. <laughs> My list is going to be very thin and or obvious. Because well, I haven't played many yeah, games. Um, you you don't play as many games uh, in release year. You usually wait a bit. I know. I mean, I used to like be. Like, I think like in 2014, 13, 15, I was like playing like 15 release games a year. But uh, things have changed now. <laughs> I think next year though. Next year I'm gonna be on it. Cause thank you, Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it's going. It's going to be cool. I try to do at least ten a year, so that I can make a list of ten. <laughs> ten, yeah. I'll try and, and make a list of five this year. I'm looking at you know like the uh, potential candidates, which I have to play, and I don't think I'll manage to be done by the end of this by 31st December. <laughs> I think it might. <laughs> my list might come a little bit into trouble. What, what games do you think might make Game of the Year that are coming out later? I think, obviously, Cyberpunk. I think uh, uh, Demon's... Will Demon's Souls count? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think know. so. I, uh, no, it won't. Uh, uh, Miles Morales, I'm very sure. Um, geez, what else is coming out? Assassin's well, Creed? Well, if we're talking about uh, mainstream candidates that are going to come out that aren't it out, it's most definitely... You know, I guess the Miles Morales, depending on mm-hmm. how big it is, and Cyberpunk. Main one being yeah. Cyberpunk. But like, uh, speaking for myself, there's a bunch which I haven't played. <laughs> which, you know, which may not be typical candidates, but which possibly make a list of mine. And that's... Like, like which ones? Like, in addition to, of course, Miles Morales, Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. uh, there's Hades. Yep, for sure, for sure. <laughs> There's uh, 13 Sentinels, uh, I just dream. Is that the weed game? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Vanillaware, right? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's like 
a mixture of Earth Defense Force and a visual novel, but it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really weird. It gets a lot of praise for its story. You've got guys like Masahiro Sakurai and Yoko Taro, you know, Smash Brothers, near who who are like they're really praising it and saying, "No, this is this is absolute genius." This is one of the best Japanese games that has come out. You know, it came out last year in Japan. So it's like they're they've been really praising the story. It's it's a, like a it's a mecha story. Okay, I'm I'm interested now. Uh, so it's like I have we, to check. I completely ignored it. I no, thought it was like one of those hack and slash weed games. No, it's like it's a mixture of Earth Defense Force and a visual novel, which you know that gives people some pause because. Because of the Earth Defense Force part, you know, the real-time <laughs> strategy defending and whatever, but mm-hmm. everyone says the story is super good, and you know because Vanilla Ware, of course, it looks really good. So yeah, the to, art. To, yeah, so I like. I really need to play that. I like to. I, I, it's the kind of thing which, like, okay, the story is good enough. It might make my list. Hades, of course. I actually don't like roguelikes, but everyone is praising Hades so much that I've got no choice but to try it. <laughs> Have you? Uh, uh, did you like any of the other um, super giant games? I haven't played any. Wow, that's amazing! <laughs> Bastion is the game that made me like take notice of like indie games, like big indie games. Like I played Bastion and I was like, okay. This is like it. It, it was. It was a, a hallelujah moment, for lack of a better word. Like after I played Bastion, that's when I was like, um, that's what made me uh, actually buy a 360. I played Bastion, and then I played uh, Limbo, and then uh, what's this? Bastion Limbo Fez. When Fez was announced, I was like, I need to play Fez. And that's why I bought a 360. So I bought it for like the indie, uh, the Summer of Arcade is what it was called, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so right. like you, you, I think you really need to play either Bastion or Transistor. Those are very, very good. Oh, up to yeah. now. I, I still think they're some of the best indie games ever made. Like up to now, I still think that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not averse to indie games. I give indie games a try. You know, I've, I've played yeah. them. I, I do play bunch sometimes just for achievement sometimes out of curiosity <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah sometimes because you know the game is getting praise and i it looks like something i might like like hades is but it looks like it's got a really good art style and an interesting story about something i like you know greek mythology i like greek mythology but like and i hear oh it's a roguelike and like uh, i don't like roguelikes I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, they're very much a, a, they're very much a, 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 yeah, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> and then, you know, like Inside, for example, I played that for achievements. And, you know, I liked Inside. I didn't love it. I liked it. But, like, then I see the praise which people give Inside over the internet. People call it, oh, it's a masterpiece. And I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, I like this game, but... I'm not seeing but the you, masterpiece part. The masterpiece side of things. <laughs> like, I know. guess you have to. You, you'd have had to know what you were getting into, because like, if you played Limbo and you, you saw Inside, you're like, okay, I know I'm going for like, uh, for lack of a better word, it's very much an Oscar bait type game. Like it's, 
it's, it. Like, you know, it's, it's not that I don't get what the story was going for. You know, when I, when I saw stuff happening inside, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. But like the gameplay experience before that didn't, you know, it, it, it didn't grab me as much. So that twist wasn't as effective. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. So, like, I'm I'm not averse to indie games, but I I have a bit, you know, I I I've got a I usually approach them with a bit more, you know, caution, because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know my gaming time is limited. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sure you like Hades because it's very. I know you're more like gameplay focused, right? And Super yeah. Giant, while they do have good stories. I feel I feel like gameplay for them is always like number one above everything else, like more than story or whatever. Even Bastion, I think gameplay wise is I think it's perfect. I think what, it's got what, perfect what, what, gameplay. What's Bastion about? Is it a platform? Or uh, no, it's a uh, um, what what what's, what's that? The uh, what's Diablo? What what? Oh okay okay. Ah, looter. No not a... loot. It doesn't have loot. It doesn't have loot. It's just an action action RPG, like I don't know, isometric action RPG. Okay, I okay, guess. yeah, it's Diablo. Yeah, type. yeah, but no loot. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 Max, and then you kind of upgrade their damage and and stuff like that. Okay, I'll, I'll give. I'll anyway. I'll try Hades, and if I like it enough, then maybe I'll go backwards and try some of Super Giant's older stuff. But yeah, Hades, Thirteen Sentinels, Cyberpunk, Spider Man, those are all games which I have to start playing in November. Which, which might make consideration for for my list. So it's like, wow, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I think, like in terms of dark horses, I think there's gonna be Watch Dogs, Genshin Impact, Four Guys, maybe Among Us. Um, uh, I'm saying the dark horses for Game of the Year are going to be like Watch Dogs Legion, Four Guys, maybe Among Us for some. Isn't did an Among Us come um, out last I year? Think <laughs> two years ago. You can't be a candidate now. <laughs> Came out two years ago. Hold that. Hold that. <laughs> it might. It might have the the PUBG effect of because I, I remember PUBG didn't really come out like it, like it wasn't in 1.0. But then, <laughs> yeah, maybe it, it maybe, might have know, that people effect. People would consider it for like oh, a trending game or whatever. But like outright game of the year. Yeah. yeah. I guess the ones you're saying, four guys, Watch Dogs. I can't see. Not in a year where another game. Man, no. Listen, that's... listen, listen, listen. Dude, the the the, the guy. I forget. I forget his name. The guy who who's directing Watch Dogs Legion. I forget his name, but he's like a visionary at Ubisoft. I think he did Far, Far Cry Two. He's one of those people. And the the if 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 the if the story is good, if the anybody is actually as advertised. We might have a um, uh, Shadow of Mordor kind of game. I don't think anyone saw Shadow of Mordor and was like, this is game of the year. But then once you played it, you're like, oh, okay, I, I see. Granted, Shadow of Mordor came out in a week year. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, you never know. You never know. The thing is, we'll see. look, you, there's, go- there's another open world tech, tech-like action adventure game that's coming out this year, and it's going to make it hard for Watch Dogs to stand out, like, you, you, you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> There's going to be another open-world tech action game, uh-huh. which, which is coming out in a similar time frame. And, you know, the, the comparisons, people are obviously going to draw comparisons between Watch Dogs and Cyberpunk. They will. I, I think it actually might work in favor of uh, Watch Dogs. 
I think people will be too weirded out by cyberpunk. Anyway, this this, <laughs> this is all dependent on how Watch Dogs actually comes out. 2020 has been a stacked year. If you know, if I was to give my yeah, six been, picks yeah. or like you know, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards for what likely candidates are like Last of Us, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII. Uh-huh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Animal Crossing. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Maybe Ghost of Tsushima. Ghosts, yeah. No Doom. Oh, man, 2020 is stacked. Oh, Half-Life. Crap. And Animal Crossing. Say <laughs> 2020 is stacked, man. There's just I think Half-Life so much. won't get nominated because the people who played it are the good guys who got review copies. And that's it. And even at at uh, and even it won't even win like institution awards because the only people who played it are the two guys who have VR at IGN, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just VR, VR; it has yeah. to be the index. Yeah. Yeah, like so. Even those, even if those guys are like, "This is the greatest gaming experience of my life," it's like, dude, you're the only one who played it. I'm gonna vote for Animal Crossing. So. <laughs> So yeah, I don't think I don't even think Half-Life makes the list at all. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, Half-Life is limited in its platform. So man, it's 2020 has been stacked. That 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 my that's all I can say. I know my list will will be different order probably from what the you know, from what the media outlets are, but like it, it's it's going to be like every time a media outlet releases releases their list People say, "Oh, why isn't this there? Why isn't that there?" That's that's guaranteed. Yes, I I, I like years like that though. I like um, in my own head, I make my own because I follow a lot of these guys, right? Like a lot of these publications <laughs> and the the journalists at the publications, so I can always kind of tell what the game of the year for each publication will be, and uh, I kind of tally up like, "Oh, this was PC Gamer, this was Gaming Format, this was IGN, this was GameSpot." And from the way things are going, I really feel like the one that's gonna notch up a lot of awards uh, this year is gonna be Animal Crossing. Um, the way Outer Worlds got a lot of Game of the Year stuff last year, like it got a lot from many different publications. So I think even this year we're gonna have an Animal Crossing sweep. I think. Yeah, uh, you know, I was checking the is this website called Game of uh, Goatee Blogs. Which like tallies up uh, the big winners. Oh, there's a there's a blog that actually does that, so I don't have to keep it in my own head now. The big winners of 2019 were Resident Evil 2, Death Stranding, and Sekiro. Uh, you know, people people consider 2019 a weak year. Not me, but like you know, it will be interesting to see the split this year. Really? Huh? I expected Outer uh, Wilds to be there. Yeah, uh, it, it it you know it notched up some stuff, but like we. We know, like, from what we saw of the big winners, it was Resident Evil 2 had the most from media outlets. Death Stranding had the most from uh, Resident Evil 2 had the most from critics, as it should have because that was the game of the year last year. What? what? <laughs> Sekiro had the second most from critics. I mean, the only good from software game. So yeah, get out. Just, uh, <laughs> but Death Stranding. Had the most from a like fan and reader award. Very interesting. I did not expect that. So like, if you I, combined I, the fan and reader awards, it would be like Resident Evil 2. Uh, and if you combine critic awards, reader awards, be Resident Evil 
then Death Stranding because it had so many Rita Awards and then Sekiro because Sekiro had only me had only media awards very few reader awards interesting mm-hmm. very interesting yeah so you it, it's a it's an interesting blog it does all that stuff so this year it's going to be really seeing that breakdown of who wins in reader awards is going to be interesting because i feel like some like animal crossing is going to be popular on that regard but then on media mm-hmm. awards i think some like cyberpunk will probably get a lot of uh, a, l- a lot of nods <laughs> yeah and yeah for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah so that you know that's going to be one of the more interesting parts of gaming discourse you know starting in the next few weeks or so i feel like the the types of ga- like the the quality of games has like gotten better over time i don't know i know like 2007 was like a stellar year but like last year was amazing the other year was amazing this year was amazing i feel like over time just the quality of games in general has gotten better yeah the thing is once we hit 2016 somewhere there mm-hmm. it feels like it's been only it's been onwards and upwards like i'll be frank with you last gen was terrible <laughs> I mm, I won't go that far. Like GTA Five. Okay, I would say we ended with a banger. I'll yeah. say that much. Twenty thirteen ended with a banger. Great, but yeah. for me, what I consider my personal dark ages of video games was at period I think two thousand and nine to two thousand and twelve. Yes. It's like <laughs> it's like there was so few stuff that I actually really liked a lot it was it was not the best time yes and i for a long time i was like i felt like oh am i missing out not having a ps3 because i got my ps3 in 20 yeah i got my ps3 in 2010 and i was like oh man have i missed out and then i looked at the games that i needed you know like the essential buys you know like when yeah. playstation has those special packages like essential or whatever mm-hmm. and it was like four games or something i was like damn i really didn't miss out <laughs> yeah Uh, you know that that period was really bad for games that's probably why dark souls got as big as it is because it's like people hated the direction that games were going and then you get yeah. some like dark souls which is like the complete opposite of the direction mm-hmm. where games are going mm-hmm. so it it really stood out at a time when like and that's why i said last gen there was there was some dark years man this <laughs> and then the start of the ps4 gen was also bad as well <laughs> but like from 2016 going onwards it feels like quality wise things have really picked up 2017 i still think is the best it's my favorite video game year ever probably okay interesting why is that it was stacked 2017 was stacked man which one is 17 right breath of the wild year okay breath of the wild what did i like that year i didn't play breath because i didn't have the switch uh what did i play that year I'm just do a quick search. What came out in 20? Horizon. 20? Oh, 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 oh! Is that the the thingy here? Metal Gear Solid? No, Metal Gear Solid. Right? What MGS5? Yeah. MGS5 was 2015. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 2017. Horizon, Mario Odyssey. Oh, okay, Rainbow Seven, Cuphead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near New Colossus, Origins, Night in the Woods. Okay, yeah. This year, I mostly played Indies. So Night in the Woods, Hellblade. I like Hellblade was my game of the year that year. Sonic yeah, Mania, yeah, yeah. Divinity, 
Divinity I played, I loved Divinity. <laughs> yeah, it was 2017 at Sony. It was a very good year. For yes, for everyone, yeah. Yakuza Even Zero. had Sonic Mania, baby. Like, like if I was to redo, like, every time I think, let me make my 2017 list of favorite games. It changes every time. Yeah, it was... I like eclectic years. I don't like years where you're like a game comes out in March and you're like, this is the game of the year, and then it even goes and goes on and wins. <laughs> uh, well, so, sometimes the game can be just that good, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, 2017 was like that's my favorite gaming year, and I don't think anything from the previous from the PS3 gen comes close. It's like, and that gen was bad, and then this year, this gen, we had 2017. 2018 was good, 2019 was good, 2020 has been fantastic. So it's like, wow. I, I see what you're saying when you say the quality of games has gone up. Yeah, it has. And on off fronts, that is, like not just the tent third person, quote unquote, Sony game. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, like everything. It's all is sorts good. of different kinds of games. Every genre yeah. has been firing on all cylinders. We're even getting comebacks, like the, like with Divinity or CRPGs are getting comebacks. You know, stuff that we didn't think wouldn't come back. It's just, I feel like the only thing that we haven't really gotten a huge comeback in is uh, real time strategy. I know that the Total War series has kind of held that down but like we need uh, more <laughs> well, uh, I, I say this because my brother is a massive fan of RTS and recently I think as early as last month the, what people are calling one of the best RTSs ever came out that's Crusader Kings 3 <laughs> oh Crusader Kings yes I haven't yet touched Crusader Kings uh, I, I don't it, 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 it blew up on my Twitter for a while I know it's the kind of game that I'm gonna keep playing forever. I know that. Like I look at it one, I, I look at people playing. And I'm like, oh my god, this is <laughs> I, I, this is a game for me, man. It's politics. I'm going to <laughs> say it firsthand from someone witness who has witnessed this. If you get into Crusader Kings, you're not going to play anything else. I, I totally see that. <laughs> so it, it, it's it, what happened. I had never played the. Sorry, go on. Like my brother normally used to play all sorts of stuff but like when he gets when crusader kings 3 came out it's like okay now all he does is play crusader kings that's it it's the perfect game man <laughs> that happened to me the first time i played uh, civilization i had never played the civilization uh games before at all none the first one i played was civilization 5 uh the big expansion had just come out and I played that and I was like, wow, this is this is gaming, man. I played that for months on end. I played nothing else but Civilization for months. <laughs> and I don't regret it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that, that's how RTSs are. <laughs> like, yeah, in general, on all fronts, the gaming has been much more, you know, most genres are, do, are doing pretty well. Turn-based RPGs made a comeback. Japanese games in general made a comeback. They were they weren't doing yeah. too well in the previous gen. Big time. Previous gen, I feel like it's a, they kept on doing that whole we need to appeal to the West. No, just make games in your style. We liked them when they were in your style. Yeah. Just continue doing that. You know, it, it's it's a it's a it's nice. It's been nice to see that this gen. We'll see how it develops into next gen. But uh, you know, it, it, in general, yeah. Your point of quality of games going up, I can I see what you mean. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know if you 
watched the AMD thingy yesterday, their yeah, showcase. Another piece of news. Yeah. yeah. The... They showed the processors. So they announced the Zen 3 uh, Ryzen 5000 series of CPUs, uh, which I don't really follow CPU stuff much, but when I was watching the thing and the, the benchmarks they showed, what really interested me was that their new CPUs, the lowest one, the five, the Ryzen 5 5G CPU shit stuff is so complicated. The, the 5600X, the lowest version, the $300 one, has like a 50% boost to 1080p gaming. So that matters to me a lot because I know a lot of people, a lot of esports players, you know, they don't lug around 4K screens to play on. They get these portable 1080p type screens uh, and that's what they play on. And if you're getting a 50% boost just from the CPU with the $300 processor, that's a game changer. That's for people who play Rainbow Six and Overwatch and Dota and League of Legends and all those games. So I think that's that's pretty substantial news for the PC gaming people, I, I'll say. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I only caught the highlights of the AMD show, but like, the thing which most people are saying is that, oh, finally, in terms of gaming performance, AMD have got the best CPUs, which hasn't happened in, what, 14 years or something? Yep, in a very so long time. So it's like, oh, this is exciting news because it means Intel, Core, i, whatever's are going to be forced to actually advance instead of uh, waffling around. So, you know, yeah. more competition is good. And it's not just because it's like the best, biggest, like super expensive thingy. It's like the low end improves 1080p gaming. So Intel have to make whatever i9 or whatever they'll make, they have to make a version which is cheap, good for 1080p gaming, not just in 8K, you know, 32 thread or whatever. Like they have to look at both ends of the spectrum, high end and low end. And I think that's yeah. really, really important interesting in the pc space because all these advancements are you know we talked about the gpus that a few weeks ago and this is also happening so you know it's, it's cool to see that oh uh, everything is going next is is advancing right now it's good it's good because it means games will get better they'll run faster um it's 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 good for everything. <laughs> I think uh, that's the only other big piece of news as far as hardware went. In terms of individual game announcements, we got uh, uh, some stuff in Mortal Kombat. John Rambo's coming to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so like, I saw someone on Twitter, I saw someone on Twitter saying like um, like why are they making like why are they getting like 80s action stars um for like for the game why aren't they getting more contemporary uh like action stars like john wick and stuff and i and i i just don't think they have the same pool or they i don't i don't think they work for motor combat in my opinion like I, I don't think a a john wick or a jason Bourne or an ethan hunt worked for Mortal Kombat as opposed Remember, to if say, you're in Mortal Kombat you have to be able to be brutally murdered so <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it, it fits in more with the with you know with Sylvester Stallone and Arnie. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's so cool that Sylvester like actually 
did the, the voiceover voice. for for Rambo. Very, very, very cool. That that was one of the weirder pieces of news, you know. Uh, MK11 is also getting a free upgrade to PS5 and Series X if you yep. if you are getting one in November. So like, okay, yeah, yay for that. But the big and it's called uh, MK Ultimate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11. I think it's called Ultimate and Melina as well. I know this is huge for MK people because every time I look at Ed Boon's tweets, it's just a bunch of Melina fanboys in the bottom saying, "When's Melina?" So you're finally getting. Yeah, it's, it, it's cool for fans of Melina. It, it'll be interesting what they're going to bug Ed Boon about next. <laughs> <laughs> they'll ask, they'll ask him for more Melina skins or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess now they're complaining about her design because you know MK11 has got uh, you know the designs in MK11 are not the design language is very different from. MK10, MK10, and MK9. You know, uh, for the especially for the female characters. So I think she looks fine. I don't know what how people. Oh, you know why people are mad. <laughs> She's fine. It's okay. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it fine as well. But you know, that's probably they'll just complain about. There's always something which people on Twitter will complain to it about. Oh, and on top of Melina, uh, Rain as well. Yeah, Who Rain Rambo. A... Melina, they're all releasing in November, and you know they're tying that release to as well, as saying okay, you can also get it on next gen consoles and all that stuff. So it's like oh, in individual game announcements, that's probably the the only big thing that happened this week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I'd say that's the big one. The, the the giving the free upgrade, I think, is a big deal because it means now that player base on PS5 and crossplay, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, there's crossplay. It means now that on PS5 you don't have to get MK and play with a thousand people. Like it's the actual full player base, so that's very good and free upgrade. So if you own it and get a PS5, you don't have to buy MK. That's that's amazing. That's so good. That's that's how it should be, man. It's cool. It's cool, I guess. It'll be interesting. They're saying that you know the new version will have lower load time, faster load times, and stuff. And what happens if during crossplay you get paired with somebody who's on a last gen console? Will you, will your load times then become last gen load times? You know that's why you know I'm always a bit skeptical about cross gen with uh, fighting games. But uh, anyway, it's nice that they're giving an upgrade. That's all. That that, that much we can. Doesn't that only depend on uh, netcode stuff now? Like, I, I, I like how you experience your loads on your console. That's your business. I don't. No, like, <laughs> like if you're in a versus match with someone, PS5 versus PS4, the game still has to load for both of you, doesn't it? Oh yes, 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 yes. No, so you what will happen? Because even this happens with networks as well. So let's say I have a very good network. I'll load and then I'll, I'll be waiting for you. So it will show me that I've loaded and say waiting for opponent. Yeah, but you know what you want is that both of you. Uh, on an next-gen console, and if there are no network issues, you're going to load faster than if you were playing against someone on last-gen console. You know, what I mean? it's either that or you get a lower player base. And I think I'd rather wait than have a low player base. Yeah, the, especially if I'm playing ranked or whatever. Yeah, if if you're forced to make a choice, player base is better. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all the main stuff. I can't think of anything else in particular. Games are going to be coming out soon. Um, what's what's coming out this week? Do you know, or next week rather? Oh, FIFA 21 released today. 
That's right, FIFA. I saw reviews for FIFA. Um, it looks like they actually made improvements, believe it or not, but they made a lot of improvements to foot. I played foot like once in 2017, 18, one of those years. Uh, pretty good mode. Not my cup of tea exactly, but it looks like they made a lot of improvements. There's now co-op in foot, uh, which I know many people will like. Um, they've the improvements to manager mode, uh, where you can just jump in at any moment, uh, like to change the tides of the game, I think is really cool. The, the story mode is now just a uh, voter. It looks like uh, defending the, the defenders that jump in more, I guess. Uh, they, they, they react a little bit more towards um, like what's going on. Yeah, they're, they're more reactive. I guess that's a, an easier way to put it. So it's interesting. It's and interesting all I ever see when game. a new FIFA comes out is the dedicated FIFA players complaining that the game is garbage. And, <laughs> and that all... I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's all you get with people who play games like the whole time. They look for the incremental differences. I, and I, I, I feel like the reason why they th say it's garbage is because you pay $60 for, honestly speaking, patch notes. <laughs> like that's really what you're, you're, you're paying for patch notes. Like you're paying for a big patch. And if you paid $60 for a big patch, all you would notice were the mistakes. I guess, I guess. So you, it, for me, because I haven't played FIFA in a while, it's hard for me to judge. But you know, I, I, I like to listen to opinion, I, you know, listen out to what the dedicated FIFA player base is saying whenever a new release comes out. So, uh, you know, today and the coming weeks, I've, I'll, I'll be keeping my eye out for impressions <laughs> to, you know, just to get an idea of what people are saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, I used to play, my, my flagship FIFA mode was always uh, uh, manager mode. Um, and then a couple, of, like in the 2010s upwards, it became the, what is it, Beer Pro? But they, they, they don't give a shit about those modes, really. It's just this year that they've made some changes. This is really nothing for me. I don't play it competitively. I play it as a single player game. So I really like the, uh, the story mode, the, the, what was his name? I forget his name, but I, I really enjoyed that. It was very cool. It added spectacle, it added the single player element but it seems like that's not really something that they're pushing for. So I, I, I feel like I'll skip this one. And I wonder what it's going to be like, because it's cross-gen. So like, will the next-gen version, like what's the, what's the difference going to be? Um, they say it's going to be really different and uh, we can only tell when it comes out. So you know, maybe it'll be like uh, FIFA yeah, 14. Right. I remember no. FIFA 14. PS3 and PS4 version were on different engines, actually. Yes, yes, it was the, the change of engine. So it's to be very interesting. Like, what are people going to be playing? Are they going to be playing the PS5 version? Like, what's what's the? Uh, you, there is a free upgrade. Oh, you saying that? And me, like, my brain just did a because I completely did not expect. I remember EA saying that, but I completely shut it off because I'm like. EA. And then now that it's out and you're saying that, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Okay, yeah, that's that's so very like good. Everyone who's go who bought a copy today, they'll be able, you know, if they upgrade to next gen, they'll get a new version. So you know, that, that's going to be cool, I guess. 
that is cool that is cool that means that even i can buy one although i mostly play on pc and i know that the pc version is the last gen version for some reason correct correct (laughs) so if you're buying fifa on pc just know that you're getting the ps4 version you're not getting the ps5 version i don't know why (laughs) but yeah yeah i think uh that's that's pretty much it right yeah i think that's that's it for this week We'll see what happens over the course of this week and what we can talk about next week. <laughs> indeed, indeed. On that note, I will say thank you for listening. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for the feedback. Yeah, just share, like the podcast wherever you, you listen it, wherever you get access to it, I guess. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll, you hear us next week.